Is everybody ready? Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Thank you very much for making us part of your day. We're going to talk to Steve Tate coming up here momentarily, the former Ute safety and uh, former Oak Ridge Olympian, Gordon. <laughs> Good. Yeah. He's, right. he's one of the many fine athletes that went through the line of Oak Ridge Churchill Skyline. We've listed <laughs> him out. It's, it's a, basically an all-star team. Well, uh, all of my daughters followed that same path. So. I know. It's a path of brilliance. It's a, that's, a, <laughs> that's a great line of education right there. And Steve's broken it, which I, I will tease him about coming up here momentarily. But we'll, we'll ask him about the Utes. And I'm uh, curious to his thoughts about uh, the player movement in the Pac-12 as well, being a, a former player. So we can explore all sorts of things with, uh, with our friend Steve Tate. We'll, uh, we'll get him on the line. Uh, Want to tease uh, Sam Amick at 4 for your daily assist. And Kristen Kenny coming up at 5. Tomorrow, uh, the schedule is going to be a little different, Gordon, because you and I are doing pre-half and post. Uh, and then Scotty and Hans are actually going to do the big show live from the warehouse because tomorrow's game tips off at 11. How about that, Gordon? 11. Yes. Yeah, it's like nonstop NBA basketball. It's, uh, it's a lot of fun for people who really care about it. And San Antonio is better than I thought that they would be. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, how can you argue it? Uh, well, have they lost yet? Well, I didn't check. I'd have to go back and look, but uh, well, yeah, I know they've they been good. Undefeated for through the first two or three games. Yep. All right, let's jump out to the T-Mobile special guest line. T-Mobile and Sprint coming together to build the best wireless company around. Visit T-Mobile.com for online services and local store availability. Joining us now, former Ute safety Steve Benedict Arnold Tate with us on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Hello, Steve. What's going on? I, You know, it just breaks my heart every time I see uh, you in Olympus I, gear. It just it, it just, just kills me. It just does not. It doesn't. It doesn't seem right. You're a former Skyline quarterback, Steve. I, know. <laughs> I don't I don't see uh, Stillman Clark wearing Olympus gear. <laughs> that's a name from the past. I know, man. The things you do for your kids. I mean, that just shows how much love I have for them. I, I'm willing to switch switch hats and, and, and ride the Olympus gear for them. So, Steve, is that the whole reason that uh, they wanted you on the show is so they could scold you for being a traitor? <laughs> That's pretty much hey, it. Yep. It's not the first time. Every t- I mean, every time I post something with the kids, uh, I'm coaching my kids and I'm in my Olympus gear, I'll, I'll get at least a few comments here or there about uh, how, how they never envisioned me in, in green. And I have, to, I have to agree with them. I would never, you know, if you would have told me 20 years ago I'd been wearing green, I would have said no way, but you know, here we are embracing it. How does Dupay feel about it? You know, he's forgiven me. He has. He's forgiven me. Yeah, he has. <laughs> uh, Steve, let's let's talk a little football. I, let, let's start off with college football. Uh, you know, we can ask you about what you expect from the Utes this this upcoming season. But I'm curious to get a former player's perspective on um, the the player. I I don't know how we wanted to define it, but uh, to movement, I guess, or or the demands to the Pac-12. What? Give us your read on what's going on. Yeah, no. I, in fact, I was thinking about. I've been thinking about this since since it kind of started. Um, you know, I think it took something like it took something like COVID uh, to reveal some some 
absolute flaws with the NCAA. Um, and, you know, I think one of those flaws, just to, to, to name a few, um, you know, things have gotten better. But when I was there, when I was playing, um, you know, we didn't, we didn't have insurance. We didn't have, you know, health insurance was not provided for us. And if you went and got it on the open market, you know, keep in mind, uh, it was, if you were married, it was, you know, even additional twice that uh, on the open market. But it was like four, three or $400 for us. And at the time, you know, our scholarship check, uh, we got room and board. Uh, obviously, we got tuition paid for, but our room and board check was 600 bucks. So if you wanted to rent a place, you know, rents, my, my house uh, that I was renting at the time was like, I think it's 650 bucks. So immediately 50 bucks uh, in the, in the drain. So we just didn't have health insurance. And I remember one time going to a, a free clinic when I got a, I got a really bad sore throat to the point where I needed antibiotics because it wasn't going away. And I actually, I mean, it was one of those, those moments I'll never forget. I had, I walked myself into this, this free clinic uh, and, you know, found myself with just in unforeseen circumstances and had to go to this clinic and, uh, because I didn't have health insurance and, and here now, here we are in the, in the midst of a pandemic and these student athletes are being asked to go back and, and, you know, go back to the field. Um, and, and really a lot of them, you know, outside the P5, I think conferences still don't have health insurance and it's, it's crazy. And the NCAA is fine with this and they're exposing these student athletes without giving them the, you know, the precautionary measures to, to be successful and be healthy. Steve, it's it's funny to me when I see the reaction when when we speak out on this topic and when I've written about it and I wrote another column about it that'll be in the paper this week that these athletes are really I, you know they should be taken care of and there are a lot of people that always push back against it as though they're a bunch of spoiled brats who you know. When I was in college, I had to work by to get up at 5 a.m. and yeah. work a job and all this stuff. And I and every time I hear that, I think, well, you didn't have the skill set. You didn't have the talent, the ability that these that these people have. And they sacrifice a lot to make a lot of money for a lot of big time programs. They should be taken care of. Now, they're not going to get that whole list taken care of. But I think they need to be heard from, just like you just said. And progress needs to be made. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I, I've had this, uh, you know, Jake and I have talked about this in the past and, and, you know, there's a fine line between, you know, opening up the, the, the pocketbooks and paying them like, uh, you would, a, 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 you know, minor league athlete. I think there's, I think there's certainly, uh, steps in order to avoid that. But I think, you know, the first step is providing them with insurance, which finally has been a step. I think, uh, that was one and then getting, getting their cell phone, actually reimbursed it was was another one so uh you know these are things the nca has has avoided for so long and you know it's taking something like this i think to make uh these student athletes you know kind of rise up and say wait wait a second uh you know how are we being taken care of what precautionary measures are are being had for us to uh be able to do this and, and and not worry about you know contracting this virus and perhaps risking our lives so yeah you know i think gordon it it, took, it this 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 pandemic has uh, has certainly uh, raised some voices and given some voices to some student athletes who perhaps didn't have it otherwise. 
Steve Tate with us. Uh, let's talk a, l- a little bit about the Utes, Steve. Um, the coaches poll came out today, and Utah is at number 20. And I was I was really surprised and then not at the same time because, of course, the coaches poll hasn't always been maybe the most accurate, especially in the preseason. But what are your thoughts on, on the Utes going into this season? you think you're going to be pretty good, or is it going to be kind of the struggles of a young team? You know, I think, I think they've got uh, – whenever you have a quarterback coming in, even if it's uh, – you know, a, a, a guy that has a lot of experience. You know, you, you wonder how he'll uh, he'll pick pick things up and 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 mesh with the team right away. And uh, you always wonder the chemistry. And um, you know, I think fortunately Utah now with Ludwig back, uh, they've got a system in place which they've you know been craving to to have on offense for quite some time. Um, I, I've always said that was the they're missing. That was kind of the missing link to this this program. You know, every year. You had a, a an ability to reload on defense because you had a, a scheme there that that allowed for people to come in and be successful. And on offense, it was just one of this these things, kind of a revolving door. But now now they've got consistency there with Ludwig, and I think that that makes Utah a a program that should be in the top twenty every year. And and, and now it's just about about putting the right players in those places and giving them a chance to succeed. But you know, I think uh, you know the quarterback situation is is one that uh, Utah hasn't had in the past. A, a guy coming in that you know started many games in the SEC. Um, I think that's exciting. Obviously, I think that's part of the reason why they're probably top twenty team, uh, just because of that experience. I mean, how do you, how do you how do you find that experience right out out there? Um, you know that new that new transfer rule has has finally made its way to Utah. Other programs have benefited from it, and uh, you know Oklahoma, for example. But you know Utah now now they're on the receiving end, so it'll be interesting. I, I do think it's it's probably the right spot for them. Even though you know at first when I saw it, I thought, wow, they've got a, you know they're real rebuilding the entire defensive backfield. But you know as we've seen, Utah knows how to rebuild, especially on defense. You know, it's a, let me tip the cap to you, Steve, because it's because of players like yourself that built that program into what it is now to the point where you know, even when they send a bunch of guys to the NFL, they're still in the top 20, top 25. That, that you know, I know you just talked about that, but let's stop and think about that for a second. That's, that is a major accomplishment, and it's uh, it's worthy of praise, in my opinion. <laughs> well, you know, I still tell my kids I was uh, all, I was all Pac-12. I wasn't all Mountain West. I was all Pac-12. So they have no they don't know the difference for all they know. But no, it is uh, it's great. You know, it, it's it's fun to uh, to take the kids. Uh, you know, my my son's now 14 and and he gets it and uh, seeing you know kind of going across the the campus and showing him what things used to look like. You know, it wasn't always like this. There weren't always these nice buildings being built there wasn't this track field there wasn't this softball field um you know none of this was here and you know we we helped build that you know it is it's it's kind of a uh, a unique position to be able to say you we were part of building what utah is now Steve Tate is with us here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Uh, Steve, what are your thoughts on, on uh, I know you're a Ute guy, but get your thoughts on, on BYU. I know you pay attention, obviously, to the, the local college football scene. And talk about kind of what they're going through, because they should have a pretty good team this year, a lot of upperclassmen, but right now they don't have any games to play. Yeah, you know, I saw that they started fall camp. I mean, how, how odd would that be as a student athlete the, to start fall camp not knowing who your opponent is? 
not knowing what your schedule is. I mean, it's it's just just a crazy situation. Um, I'm I'm extremely happy that they finally they were able to announce Navy uh, as as a, as an opener. So I think that's that's great. You know, uh, they deserve to play. BYU deserves to play as as any other team out there. Um, right now, obviously, being that they're independent, these this you know this year is obviously one in which they're going to have to find. You know, Tom Homo is going to have to be creative in who they schedule because you still want quality opponents. But of course, you know, there's kind of that the, the, the situation right now that, that everyone's dealing with on how to juggle and what's best for their team and their conferences. And, and if you're not in a conference, obviously, as BYU has seen. Uh, no one's really looking out for you, and so uh, hopefully Tom Hummel can make some additional phone calls and, and you know create at least a, a nice schedule because those kids deserve it. You know I feel bad I, I feel bad for those kids. You work your whole life for for you know a senior year, and uh, it looks as though you know it's going to be diminished. Steve, I know you don't know this. We're all just guessing about what's going to happen with fall sports and football in particular. Uh, do you have a best guess? Yeah, I, I think it will be. You know, I think I think it will be played. Um, I think uh, you know that's always the question. I get. Do you think they're going to have a season? I think they'll have a season. I think it'll be as as it's been laid out. I think it'll be condensed. Um, I saw that Florida State announced 25 to 50 percent capacity in the stadiums. So you know, I I, I don't know if they're just jumping in and taking the reins. Uh, I'd imagine it's going to be on a state by state basis. You know, some teams might not have fans in the stands. As odd as that seems, but you know, I think I think the season will um, will start. You know, my hope is that it starts and continues. But of course, as we've seen, you, you never know. Nothing's guaranteed with this. But you know, um, again, these kids. Uh, you know, there's a lot of situations, uh, just unique situations that will occur if these kids don't get the season. Um, you know, a lot of kids who would have had an opportunity to go to the NFL and and you know make a lot of money might not get that opportunity because, you know, they didn't they didn't shine their junior year or they were behind some of their junior year waiting to get their chance their their senior year. So there's a lot of situations like that where you feel for these student athletes and these kids. Um, I hope it's played. You know, I hope it's played. Uh, you know, again, I um, you know, we want football back as as you know, we want sports back like anyone else. Of course you want to be smart about it and uh and everything but you know i want it for the kids being in that having having been a you know a student athlete in my time and just living for my senior year i i, I hope that i hope it's played for those seniors uh steve i've got to admit that uh yesterday i got lost uh down the rabbit hole that was your twitter interactions over the past uh, three <laughs> oh days goodness. yeah I, I went i went there and uh it, it's amazing how sometimes communication gets a little lost on on yeah. twitter and and people get lost in the weeds it's it's pretty it's pretty wild but i i do think your your ultimate point that you were bringing up and you you brought up your son and and you brought up um the health of our of our kids you know and that's the number yeah. one issue in my opinion facing our society right now is is you know how can we safely parent and I think a lot of people are, are facing that as well and you know sometimes like I said the medium of Twitter things get just get weird and, figure, and right? <laughs> on the big show we like to have an open discussion and I wanted to ask you about it because I do think that the health the overall health of our children across the board is very very important and I thought all you were trying to do was was open up a discussion which I do think is healthy yeah I mean I, I mean, the one thing I, I'll say, mental illness, you know, depression, Some uh, I experienced it as a parent. And, you know, I, I saw some outlets that were removed 
from uh, from my son. And you know, I'm not you know uh, I'm not the only one out there, but you know, watching it firsthand as a parent, where you know uh, his you know school and his his sports outlets now. And, and again, I th- I think as crazy you know where it was spun on Twitter was everyone thought it was just. Oh, he just wants his son to play football or whatever. You know, I don't care if, it, if it's if it's theater, fantastic. If it's tennis, fantastic. But when you're dealing with a mental, you know, when you're dealing with depression, and and there's things that make you happy, and those things are ripped away from you, that's that's hard. It's hard. And being a teenager is is difficult. Raising a teenager is difficult. And there are a lot of kids out there right now that are suffering from mental illness and suicide. And that's a real thing. And, you know, for us to, to not openly discuss it, um, I think is wrong. And I think, you know, does that mean we just throw absolutely caution to the wind? You know, that no, I mean, I, I'm not here to risk anyone's lives, but I also want to talk about the lives of our kids and the health, the mental health of our kids. And there's a lot of kids that are dealing with depression and depression rates among teens this year has increased. Um, a lot of, Doctors jumped in and therapists jumped in to my defense saying this is a huge issue right now with, you know, uh, with our youth. And by ripping some of their social outlets from them, it increases, you know, perhaps those suicidal thoughts. And my point with everything was I hope we're not ignoring that. I hope we factor in some of those components when we talk about opening up schools or opening up sports or opening up theater, whatever it may be those outlets for our kids to have those social interactions, to be able to, you know, interact and, and be healthy and engage in conversation. Those things are important. And I don't think it's being talked about. I don't, you know, again, our kids can't be their own advocates. Our kids don't have voices. They're only as good as the advocates that they have. And I will be my, my kids' advocates till the day I die. That's the only thing that I care about. Honestly, you know, Twitter, they can say what they want. I, I care about my kids' well-being. That's all I care about in this world. So, Steve, countered against the risk of the COVID-19 situation and the concerns about the spread of that pandemic, uh, are there other ways that some of those things could be helped or, if not solved, uh, to help provide the kinds of things that that kids need in order to avoid those very serious things? Yeah. yeah, I mean, again, if football is canceled, again, that's the, again, I want to make sure that that is not the takeaway from my point. You know, I love football as much as anyone. I also know how meaningless it is when it comes to your life, your health. Uh, I've experienced firsthand with my, my, with my son. Um, football was meaningless uh, when, when I was dealt with, you know, my son and losing that battle. So first and foremost, if football is not played, that's not the end of the world. Kids are not going to you know, I'm not saying kids are going to die and commit suicide if football is not played. What I am saying is school, the structure. Um, and, and, Gordon, I'll put my money where my mouth is. I said it. If if there's an option for teachers who obviously are getting a higher risk of, uh, of, you know, contracting this virus and perhaps being hospitalized and or dying from this, those that are at higher risk, I will, I will put my – I will set aside two days a week to be a substitute teacher at my kid's school. And I've talked to Granite School District, um, Julie Jackson, who's, who's kind of the head of it here in, in my community, 
she reached out to me firsthand said is this something you get behind and help other parents get behind i said absolutely sign me up i would go in there if the teacher wants to teach through zoom and and then you know have a, a parent like me who's healthier um who feels as though i can handle you know i'm not saying i'm superman but i'm saying look my demographic my my age my health right now i'm not as high a risk as some of these other teachers so of course i don't want them exposed i'm willing to step in supervise while the teacher sits at home and instructs the kids through zoom you know i think that is a a, a, a way in which we can help minimize this but also um we're still not just abandoning our kids and their learning experience and their social outlet well, Steve, I appreciate you uh, you answering those questions. I, I I felt for you a little bit on Twitter because it just it just gets so lost sometimes. And really, you know, knowing you and knowing you for a long time, I felt like you were just really advocating for your children. And there's certainly nothing wrong with that. So I appreciate you letting me ask you about that and giving us answers. And whether folks out there disagree or agree, I'm with you. I, I think discussion is healthy. So thanks for doing hey, Steve, that, Steve. Steve, as opposed to Jake, who is all about getting his three-year-old to get out and wash the car for him. That's my goal, Steve. <laughs> that's so my goal. That, that's that's his motivation. He needs to start earning his, his rent around the house, man. Exactly. That's a, that's <laughs> yeah. exactly the case, you know. The, you, the, the bills. Uh, Papa pay, pays the bills. It's time for daughter to mow the lawn. Yeah, that's the idea. <laughs> oh, <geez>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Steve, you're the best, man. Thank you so very much. I, I'm, I'm not going to say go Titans, but uh, I'll cheer for you. <laughs> All right, guys. It's always good. Appreciate it. Thanks, buddy. All right. That's our friend Steve Tate, former Ute safety, and uh, we've had him on the show for years, obviously, Gordon, and he's always good when he comes on. And, you know, you've you've been in that dark Twitterverse where sometimes things get lost and, you know, people get angry and, and communication breaks down. And uh, I, I think Steve's a good communicator and uh, glad he could take a few minutes to come on the show. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when's not a good time to talk to Steve? What's your least favorite part about getting buried on Twitter when that's happened? Uh, I don't really don't engage on Twitter other than sending out my columns. I, I don't really I've never really gotten caught up in that. But I have seen it happen to other people. And uh, look, uh, Twitter is fine as far as entertainment or information goes. But as far as having heartfelt conversations back and forth, it doesn't seem like it's the healthiest environment. Couldn't agree with that more. There's just no way you can. Uh, there's a lot of people that want to shout people down. And, and, and want, uh, it's, it's difficult to really get into the nuances of everything right. in that particular venue or that forum. Uh, so uh, I I don't really participate in that regard, but I know a lot of people who do. So well, it's what I like about this show, Gordon. Uh, you know, ain't no good guys, ain't no bad guys. We joke we joke Stop about it. that all the time, but so it's Austin. but it, it it's true. And I think you and I are are we have healthy discussions, and sometimes uh, some are more healthy than others. But I'm glad that we can have good communication. I think that's really important. Well, I'm never going to stop you from giving your opinion. And uh, I'm never, you know, whether we agree or we disagree, like you said, doesn't really matter. It's uh, okay. It's let's not pretend that, like you haven't tried to censor my Beatles opinion. Well, that's about the only one. <laughs> you and I have argued about a lot of things through the years. Uh, we have, but do I? But do I think I'm smarter than you? No. Probably. Do I think that you're you're some sort of something wrong with you? Probably. No. <laughs> the Beatles are the most overrated band in history. 
No, look I appreciate that. Look, look what you made me do. Yeah. That's oh, disgusting. Man. But everything else is okay. <laughs> All right, Gordo. Well, uh, we're going to get to uh, Bob coming up next. Bob Casper is going to join us. Oh, 4.30. Excuse me, Austin. Uh, Sam Amick will be at 4. Bob will be at 4.30. And then Kristen Kinney coming up at 5. Uh, have you been keeping an eye on the PGA today, Gordon? We've got a major I was going earlier. on. I, I was earlier. I saw that Tony Finau was in the within shouting distance, but I haven't really uh, checked uh, – in in the last uh, half hour or so. All right. Well, we'll uh, we'll have to get caught up to speed because Bob's coming on at four thirty. All right. All right. It is the big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, ninety seven five and twelve eighty. The Zone. Help! I need somebody. Help! Not just anybody. Help! You know I need someone. And twelve eighty, the zone. Join the big show coming up tomorrow from two to six at the warehouse, eighty six East University Parkway, there in Orem. However, it will not be Gordon and myself. We are doing pre half and post uh, for the jazz game. It will be Hanson Scotty. So we're kind of swapping time slots, Gordon, uh, with uh, the jazz game being so early. Uh, it tips off at eleven o'clock. Pre-game coverage will begin at ten. So it actually works out quite well. We'll just uh, we'll just flip flop. And uh, you're going to have unbelievable jazz uh, analysis right here. Do we trust those guys to take care of our time slot all right? Oh, no. Absolutely not. All right. I just wondered about but, that. But they better behave because they're on my turf, you know, the, the, the warehouse <laughs> down there. They better be nice to Tom. They better, uh, they better get uh, a, a lot of good folks in there looking at mattresses. Let's, uh, let's get this thing. Oh, we have a jazz injury update, by the way. This just now came out, so a little cracking news for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mike Conley out, right, right knee soreness for tomorrow. Rudy Gobert out for rest. Donovan Mitchell out, left pectoral strain. Royce O'Neal, oh, excuse me, peroneal pectoral. How did I read that? Uh, Royce O'Neal out, right calf soreness. Nigel Williams-Goss out, left ankle sprain. Joe Ingles available even though he has some right foot soreness. So that's for tomorrow. So nobody is playing tomorrow. Now, I'm a little suspicious of this whole thing. No. You mean they're resting, making up conditions to rest their players? Well, did David Locke not come on our show and tell us to look for a bunch of young players getting opportunities to play, and that was a couple days ago? Yes. (laughs) <laughs> that did happen. Correct. Okay. Whatever. Uh, you know, it with it not mattering what your seed is, and we've we've talked about this quite a bit, Gordon. With it not mattering, then you're going to strategically figure out how to be ready for the playoffs, and that's going to involve <laughs> some strategic rest. And maybe yes, if you're Quinn Snyder and kind of like Greg Popovich, and Greg Popovich is trying to get into the playoffs, and you're like, hey, uh, Greg, I tell you what, uh, I'm just going to sit my team, and uh, good luck. <laughs> Uh, I, I do find it uh, comforting, though, that Donovan's injury is not up on his arm after that I know. shot he took yesterday. I thought he got. I thought that looked bad. Didn't the, the perennial is apparently bad. in the foot, in the ankle. So that's that's good news, I think. Yeah. Wow! I saw when I saw that happen, and they showed, the, especially after they showed the replay, that arm bent down and around. I hate it's those good thing replays. He's as limber as he is, because that that could have been. Tell me you didn't Trouble. shudder a little bit when you saw that replay. I'm doing it now, listening uh, to yeah. the description. Mm. Yeah. I don't understand people that enjoy watching that sort of thing. You mean okay, doctors? So yeah, I don't either. You, guys, I want you to extend your extend your arm all the way out. 
okay, straight from your body. Now, if you have a straight line there, I want you to bend your arm back farther. (laughs) Okay, now what? Ow! (laughs) Hurry, what next? I've got to... No, 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 no. Bend it farther. Even farther. Because that's what that thing did. All right. Uh, I have an exercise for you now, Gordon. Okay, you ready? Okay. Extend your arm. Uh, out Got in front it. of you. Extend mm-hmm. your arm out in front of you. Now I want you to turn it, palm up. Got it. Okay. Ball your hand into a fist. <laughs> now hit myself. Now in the I head. want you to swing it swiftly right at your nose. <laughs> now. <laughs> yeah, that injury did not look good for uh, to uh, for Donovan. I thought maybe there would be some soreness, and I actually kind of thought maybe he wouldn't play the Spurs game just because they wanted to be cautious. But it sounds like uh, what did you say it was in the foot? The the perennial is a tendonitis around the ankle and heel. It looks like. So. Well, I hope all of this is made up. Well, I think it is. I would guess, uh, although not Nigel Williams Goss. I would. I believe he's out with a left ankle sprain. That's probably true. and that Rudy's out for rest. <laughs> that Rudy's out for rest. I believe that one. And that Joe's available. So wait a minute. Wait a minute. Is that is that just like PR really? Because you can't put rest on everybody, so you've just got to make up everything else. Like if we put rest is the reason everybody's missing the game, that would look suspicious. So we'll just do it for Rudy. <laughs> okay. So j- just for our listener, one more time, Jake. Who, let's go through the players who are out again. Donovan and who? And, well, okay, and so Mike Conley, out. Uh-huh. Right knee soreness. Rudy Gobert, out. Rest. Donovan Mitchell, out. Left peroneal strain. Mm-hmm. Royce O'Neal, out. Right calf soreness. Nigel Williams-Goss, out. Left ankle sprain. Joe Ingles, available. Right foot soreness. It, it was, it, Joe never gets a night off. I even remember back to that worthless game against, uh, was it the Clippers, the last game of the year last year where nobody played and Grayson Allen scored like 100 points, and yet the only person in the rotation that played was Joe Ingles. Yeah, well, he's yeah, got that streak he, going. He's, I think yeah, he's got he's the like longest Cal, streak like in Cal the Ripken. He's got the streak. He's good, you know, and that's what he's going to say. If, it, uh, if I'm he, Joe Ingles, I'm looking at this thing, I'm going to be like, wait a minute, wait a minute. While Rudy and Donovan are sipping cocktails in the lounge, i got to go play? All I gotta, he's got to he do is... How, it depends on how long he's going to play, and he oh, wants yeah. to keep the streak alive. He only has to log a minute. No, but I, I don't you think have even, Joe do the tip off and then sit him? Don't you think even Cal Ripken looked around some days and was like, "This is stupid." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Streak. This is this is just dumb. This is stupid. Really, I should just really, take a, a day lot, off. A, a lot of this stuff is just. I mean, it's window dressing. Because if you take a, a game off in the middle of all that, it doesn't make you any less durable. But it's it's especially it's, in baseball. Yeah. Where you're playing so many games. I, if I were Cal Ripken, I'd be like, I'd look over, like, didn't his brother Billy play with him for a while? It was yeah. like, Billy's taking every third day off and going to the water park. I'm yeah, over but here. It sounds uh, to me like Cal wanted to do it. And he got a lot of acclaim for it, too. The water park? <laughs> He's I don't just know. going down the log action. flume? I was just thinking of a, an activity during the summer that would be fun. Oh, that's funny, the water park. When's the last anyway, time you went I to the water park? It, I think it, to some extent, I think it's bogus because it, it really doesn't, you know, who cares if a guy misses a game every once in a while? It really doesn't mean anything. No, it doesn't mean anything. That is true.
All right, coming up next, we have Austin's list. Who made it today? You did. Did I really? No, what I just I said the, some, you. Somebody out there. there. Somebody, you, you the in the audience you. have made Austin's list. The royal you. It's coming. We'll get to <laughs> it coming up next. It is the big show. Don't forget Sam Amick at four, Kristen Kinney at five, and sandwiched in between Bob Casper at 430. It's a Bob Casper sandwich, everybody. That's weird. Mm. <laughs> Stay tuned. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. The airing of grievances. I hate Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Want to remind you about our friends at Zero Res. A clean home is a healthy home, and uh, no one out cleans Zero Res. Got your cleaning today for your home or your office. 801-288-9376. That's 801-288-ZERO. Or search online, Zero Res Carpet Cleaning. All right, it's time for a, a new segment we've created called uh, Austin's List. Because ev- as everybody knows, Austin Millhouse Horton has an enemies list. And uh, close on the Millhouse. Well, I, I was going, you know, Richard Millhouse uh-huh. Nixon. He had an enemies list. Yeah, so. I know. Uh, so uh, we we find out who's made Austin's list. Who who was our our first? Who made the barn list? swallows? That's right, barn swallows. And, and the neighbor that wouldn't let me spray their nest down. Power wash the. By the way, awesome! You got a power washer. That's well, I bought sweet. it just for that. That's pretty sweet. <laughs> uh, all right, so who is making Austin's list today? Door-to-door salespeople. They still exist? Even in a a pandemic-ridden, stay six feet away, don't hang out at your friends, don't go to birthday parties, don't celebrate life, don't enjoy anything, don't be happy world, the door-to-door salespeople are still going door-to-door trying to sell things. And not only on top, not only are they going door-to-door trying to sell things, which I know you're, we need to get your take on door-to-door salesmen, uh, Jake and Gordon. Uh, I know Jake's. But they're, they're doing it at all hours. All hours. In the last month, I've had someone ring the doorbell in the morning at like 8.15 a.m. wanting to, can we clean your carpet? Zero res, 801-288-9376. I Give told, them a call. I did tell them. I said, no, I don't do anything with anyone except zero res. I'm a zero res guy. Yeah. And well, our, our harumph and this and this and this chemical. I said, no, no, at 815, you could be the publisher's clearinghouse with my check. Don't ring my doorbell <laughs> at 815 in the what's morning. So, what's the latest you've got? And then there was a 920, uh, a 920 at night. You should have, you should have actually shot that person and they should have said no no trespassing and then open fire well they were selling curb painting of some sort (laughs) where they come paint your address on the curb and my and that that one woke up the baby Uh oh and as we've talked at length on uh, about on this show the baby who's now almost two ain't sleeping very well and when she's asleep you are honestly threatening a felony act against you if you wake her up yeah I so, will end you if you oh, wake my sleeping child. It was right probably now. some kid that had some project going on, and he was trying to make a few extra bucks for, uh, you know, some good cause. What if that kid trying to do some good cause knocked on my door and breathed COVID into my home at 920 at night, huh? How about yeah. that? Yeah, that wouldn't be good. So, and look, my response to him was, you paint these numbers on the curb at night? Well, no, we, we schedule a time when it's convenient. Funny! 
What a funny phrase when it's convenient. Don't knock on my. So we have a new rule of the house. We, we don't we don't answer the door. Just get one of those no solicitors signs. They, Although they that st- they ignore those. Yeah, that's, true. that's like they, a, they, that's like a really? yield sign in this state. It may as well not be there. Now let they me ignore that. Really? Let <laughs> yes. me let me guess that Gordon actually likes door to door salespeople because he likes the conversation. No, I, I I don't answer the door. What you just turn the lights off and hide? <laughs> no, I just don't answer the door. So, uh, because it, let's face it, when you get a knock on a door, it's chances it's a delivery anyway. So, I, and I don't, you don't pick up your deliveries, obviously. That's that's. Well, I hardly ever order anything. That's other people in the house that are doing that. So somebody else can answer the door if they want, but I don't. So it's not an original. I know everyone dislikes the the door to door sales knock, but the, it's just really extra irking that they're still out there during a pandemic and that they're knocking at 8 in the morning and 9 at night. I have the are, the... are they wearing masks? One of them did have a mask on, yeah. I, I have the strict policy that I will never, and I mean never, purchase anything from a door-to-door salesperson. I, I actually have an example of, of power... Speaking of power washing, I have the... There's something on my siding. It's still there to this day. And this this guy knocks on my door. He's like, "Hey, I'm I'm power washing siding. I was in the uh, I was in the area, and I see that you need it." And I said, <laughs> "Get lost." And he said, "No, I'll I'll give you a discount. I could just do it right now." And I said, "Hit the bricks, pal. Never knock on my door again. If I want to get that fixed, I'll call somebody." What if uh, what if a couple people knocked on your door and they happened to be wearing like white shirts and ties and. And suits. No, Not going to do it. They're the me. worst of the kind. <laughs> okay, exactly. Having been one of them, yeah. I, I'm polite. I, I honestly, I'll, I'll be polite to people who come by my house. I'm not a, I'm not a, a an uh, ugly type person, you know. But I, I will not buy from a door-to-door salesman. I don't tell them to get lost per se. I'm nicer than that, but I, I definitely communicate that I'm a, not interested. Now, I, I'm not speaking specifically of the time of pandemic, but what if it's some High school kid, you know, selling coupon books or something because they're trying to make money for their team or something like that. Are they from Olympus? <laughs> Get lost. <laughs> uh, I don't know. No, no, no. Those, sort, those sorts of things are okay. No, I mean, no, if, no, if, no. I donate to charity in my own way. Uh, okay. And that's none of your business, how or when or what. I can ten uh, percent of everything I've, I own. I've got no problem with you uh, with with people saying no, but I'm I, you know if a kid's trying to raise money for a for a band trip or something you like heard that, of you GoFundMe? Can, you can uh, knock on my door. Heard of Venmo? I remember. We can do this kid. without seeing each other at nine at night or eight in the morning. When I was a kid, I remember selling uh, like they they weren't thin mints, but they were like cookies like that. And it was for a good cause. It was for uh, some project that was going on at school. And I remember doing that. I don't think I would have wanted a door slammed in my face for trying to accomplish some good. I'm not going to take take the blowback from the guy that never answers the door. And and let me tell you this, Gordon, that uh, from a a kid who sold Scouterama Scouterama tickets for some reason, uh, adults have have no problem slamming the door on children. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that is that is not an issue for some people out there. Oh man, that's that's hard for me to turn down. If I if by chance I do answer the door, and it's some kid doing something out, sweating, working hard to try and accomplish some good, I'm not going to send him packing. 
I'm with Austin here, though. If you never answer your door, if that's somebody else's responsibility, I'd, you know. Try it once. Give it a go. Yeah, but it's still my money that gets shelled out one way or the other. Well, isn't it Lisa's money, too? Yeah, but uh, we're talking about my connection to the uh, interaction. So, uh, like I, I said, I, I I'm fine to donate to good causes. I don't need you knocking on my door to do it, though. Yeah, but that's the only way some kids can can get that accomplished. In 1919, now we have things called <laughs> Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter. They have all kinds of ways to get a hold of me. Electronic <laughs> mail is a thing now. That. Texting, phone calls, snail mail. See, Austin, even. knowing you the way we do, I, I think you're a, you're a lot of hot air right now. I don't think you would be rude to some kid trying to accomplish some good. Oh, I, I do. You know, <laughs> 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 oh, oh, wow. I mean, we just created a whole segment called Austin's List <laughs> about who's making it on Austin's List. And it, could a little kid be a candidate? Absolutely. So let me get this straight then. Austin is sending the Girl Scouts on their way. Yes. With, uh, no don't get me terms. started on the Girl Scouts Corporation. We don't have the time for that. Any Scout Corporation. I, I don't, if I want to be part of your organization, I know how to find you. But they're selling cookies, man. They're so does do- the grocery store. So does Amazon. I can make cookies. If I, I want a cookie, yeah, yeah, but I'll you, get a cookie. Don't you don't you have to come help, knock on my don't door. Don't you want to help the kids? In my own way and time, yes. Well, I know it's just I don't go to their homes, knock on their door, and say, can I have a cookie? <laughs> I, yeah, I'm with Austin you. a little bit on this one, too, because I don't like the lemonade stand kids. That's true. I drove, by, yeah, I drove by one of those today. and I uh, work with a couple of jerks, man. You guys are mean. That's extortion. No, but that's not door-to-door extortion. Yeah, but you, you you put your cute kids on the corner in order to guilt people into stopping and, and <laughs> handing over a dollar for a Dixie cup well, well, of first country of all, time. Hold on here. I no, one, just... no, no one's putting the kids on the corner. The kids are there because they want to be there, and they think it's a way to make a dime. I always just throw the money, say, give them the money, and then don't take the lemonade. I always I roll down the, the lemonade. I always roll down the window and yell, get a job. You do not. <laughs> Jake, I really want a public apology from you right now for all the kids. Jake rolls up and says, the cops are coming. <laughs> Let me see that business license. Oh, jeez. Jake Karen Scott. <laughs> yeah, that's excellent. That is pathetic. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> uh, and you better believe there are parents uh, putting their kids out there and pocketing that cash. They are not. Oh, yeah. I, they are, too. Oh, they, so you think it's child labor out there? 100%. You know? The mom no, and dad are like, we provided the supplies. To, you know, they're trying to make enough money to go buy a freaking kite or something like that. Let them, let them do their thing. A kite? A kite? That's what kids want these days. A <laughs> stick and a wheel. <laughs> Some jacks. <laughs> a jumping rope. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Stay tuned. Let Sam, the maybe. kids be kids. Come on, Jake. You're, you're that grumpy old man. I don't, I don't like ignoring children as I'm driving, just trying to get from point A to point, point B, and they force me <laughs> to just ignore them, and I feel like such a jerk, but I don't want their lemonade. At least they're not coming on your property like a door-to-door lemonade uh, salesman. Sure. I agree. You come on my property when I allow it.
not when you feel like it. So I feel like they're extorting people for money. They're they're tugging at the heartstrings because they're these, you know, innocent kids, as you say, and uh, they're just trying to separate me from my dollar bills in my wallet. <laughs> I thought I was and the they're, mean they're old man. Over. You guys, you guys really need to do some self-evaluation. And what's the profit margin on that lemonade? I mean, there there are laws against that, sir. <laughs> I, you're I selling really me like both, you're selling me like two of cents you, of stuff, Jake, for, the worth of stuff for a dollar. You listen to me. I want you to go home today, both of you guys. And I want you to look at yourself in the mirror for a good long five minutes straight. And get this worked out in your mind. Gordon, I'm anti-price gouging at any age. No, there's some kind of disconnect. There's just something happening inside that needs to needs to be rearranged. <laughs> oh, Shame on man. you. Uh, Treating all right. Treating the kids that way. We'll get to a more coming up next. By the way, we got a we got a tweet from Grudges on Twitter. <laughs> which I love that. Actually a blue checkmark Twitter account, Grudges. Who says y'all are onto something with this A list? I like it. That's a good compliment coming from Grudges. That's what this segment is really all about. Grudges. Yeah, Grudges is all about this segment. Yeah. <laughs> the problem is, is that, nobody is immune. The problem <laughs> the, is a that grudge Austin knows is, no age. Austin suggesting what's bothering him, and then you're joining in with him. And I feel like I work with a couple of guys that really need to sit down on the couch for a while and. Kind of get get fixed. I'm gonna poo-poo every item on your list every Friday. Well, and and let's not pretend like what you just said right there isn't true. Well, yeah. Austin and I both need professional we give help. You What's your point? Three hours of a list on Friday. I get six minutes every other every Tuesday and Thursday. Stay tuned. Sam Amick joins us next. 97.5 and 1280 the zone.